Hello and welcome back to Arisha Land. Yeah, another great podcast on the way. And thank you for joining us for last week's podcast, Self-Care Because You Matter. I am so excited because we actually did the whole episode from the bathtub. It was so cool. Tub side. I love taking a bath with you. (laughs) So we hope you guys took that into your house because Ari and I had a blast. Welcome to Arisha Land, a cannabis industry immersive experience. I'm Ari. And I'm Shah. We're Arisha. Hi, Ari. Hi, Shah. We're back and we're bringing on Chuck Science. He's full of information and we want you guys to learn exactly how we have. He's got the facts and maybe we'll get a little cannabis rant because this is the industry that we're in. He knows everything about terpenes. He's been extracting terpenes since he was like eight years old. He is the terpene guy. Come on, Chuck Science. Welcome back to the Arisha Land Podcast. We're so happy to have you today. Hey there, Arisha. I'm glad to be here, and uh, thank you, everybody at home, for listening today. Now, many of you don't know, but Chuck Science has been in the sports and nutrition industry for over 40 years, and now he's here with us helping to develop some of the coolest cutting-edge products in the cannabis industry. When cannabis came about, to him, it was just another ingredient in this product world. So that's why it's so cool to have a genius like this on our team. He's always been the ingredient guy. In fact, he came up with a multi-billion dollar product, Sensa. That was just another ingredient that you'd sprinkle on your food. Shake, 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 shake. (laughs) A true terpene product. So Chuck, why don't you start and tell us about Sensa. Tell us about terps. (laughs) Well, you just happened to start with the world's best-selling weight loss product ever, (laughs) which was funny because back then you couldn't even use the word terpene because nobody understood what it was. They thought you were talking about turpentine or something like that that was going to poison them. So you couldn't very well tell anybody that their product was made out of a terpene. Um, you know, but that was 2005, 2006, 2007. Obviously, with the um, you know with the acceleration of cannabis information out there, we've all learned what a terpene is. But do we really know <laughs> what a terpene is? <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought we knew until you schooled us a little further, because every time Ari and I would go to buy certain cannabis, she would always look at it mainly for the high. THC content and then the terpenes. Yeah, I like to see how many milligrams of terpenes are like in my infused pre rolls, or (laughs) I love to see how many milligrams of terpenes are even just in a flower that I'm buying, or for example, even like wax, like the live rosin or diamond sauce that I've been buying. Right. But then remember, Chuck told us. What we learned about terpenes is once you start lighting them up like that, once you put the heat to it to actually ingest, you kill the terpenes off right away. That's so sad. So that's been, it's been interesting learning about terpenes from you, but um, can you help our listeners understand that more scientifically? Sure. The process? I mean, basically, terpenes are very, very specific, concentrated volatile oils from a particular plant 
All right, there's about 80,000 of them in nature and probably two, 300 of them in, in cannabis, um, at least that we know of today. But there's 80,000 in nature. Uh, when I started in terpenes back in 1998, um, you know, as a, a scientist in terpenes, there were maybe about 40,000. Okay, so in the last, uh, you know, basically 22 years or 20, you know, some years, we've doubled the number of terpenes that we know exist. Just like in the field of cannabis, we're coming up with new cannabinoids all the time. <laughs> you know, you have, uh, you know, the new one is THCP, you know, and uh, CBDP, you know, they're new cannabinoids that were found last year. You know, and we're going to continually find new things about cannabis and new things about nature all the time. But, but you know, for, for our purposes today, let's call 80,000 plus terpenes in nature and 250 plus terpenes in cannabis. So cannabis is just a small subset of nature. There's a lot of terpenes all around us, it sounds like. I want to talk about our terpene grow that we have going on. You know, the way that we're able to harness some of the most powerful, purest terpenes and able to use these for medicines. Yeah, well, I mean, let's start with um, just understanding how um, important and expensive terpenes really are. I mean, you don't know that because you can you can run out there to a terpene site and buy um let's say an ounce of terpenes for thirty dollars <laughs> okay um like humulene <laughs> you know i mean it sounds great thirty dollars for an ounce um you know sounds phenomenal right isn't that a great price for an ounce of terpenes i think so um you know but but you know what are you really getting and that's the question um you know if you really want lab quality super pure terpenes you're not buying them um, for thirty dollars an ounce i don't care what any of the terpene hustling companies are telling you <laughs> you're not buying that all right let me give you let me give you some you know like super specific examples i mean if you just look at um you know different things their value per per gallon all right let's start there okay uh you know, I, the other day I was in your office and you're complaining about the fact that your printer ate up so much ink so quickly. <laughs> and, and you were complaining because ink costs money. I mean, Hewlett Packard, actually, if you wanted to buy a gallon of ink, it would cost you uh, roughly around $2,500 to buy a gallon of ink. That's pretty expensive for ink when, when it really costs pennies <laughs> to make. All right. But that's the, the ink racket. OK, um, things like insulin, nine to $10,000 a gallon. All right. If you're a diabetic, it's important to spend that nine or ten thousand dollars a gallon, oh, okay, yes. to keep yourself healthy and alive. Uh, you guys love perfumes. Um, yes. You know what's your favorite perfume? Uh, Versace. I like Chanel. All right. Well, okay. Let's use Chanel number five. Perfect. All right. Mm -hmm. um, I happen to know how much a gallon of Chanel number five costs. Uh, because I'm pretty heavy into the perfume and cologne industry, uh, it's twenty six thousand, all right, dollars a gallon oh. for Chanel Number no. Five. Um, when you get into highly intoxicating substances like, let's say, LSD, believe it or not, that's like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a kilo. Okay, I mean, we could buy a kilo of LSD out there, believe it or not, it's one hundred twenty five thousand um, dollars. When you get into more esoteric substances like 
things from, uh, uh, you know, like a, a King Cobra Venom, for instance. Super good oh, for yeah. battling inflammation. And a lot of snake venoms are, are really um, be becoming foothold type ingredients in the fight against cancer, believe it or not. Um, you know, there's an island out there where there's the only island that has a particular type of snake and the venom in that snake is thought to be really hold a cure, um, you know, to a lot of cancers. And they're now, working with is that, that right venom now. made of several terpenes? Um, no, I'm just or? saying that it's an expensive ingredient, okay. right? Like King Cobra venoms, okay. maybe $150,000 a gallon. Okay, not as expensive as scorpion venom. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mm. I mean, you all live in a place where you see scorpions. Yes. All you the know, time. um, <clears throat> you know, you travel throughout the deserts in the in the Pacific Southwest. Um, scorpion venom is actually about thirty six million dollars a gallon. Oh my goodness. Right. Wow. So, Maybe you we know. should have like boxed up that scorpion we found in our Oh, but <laughs> there I am, like, saving. <laughs> like, Alright, so. We, fighting a scorpion. You had a scorpion <laughs> in, in your house the other day. I heard you talking about it, but we also had one in the office, outside the office yeah. last week. Um, you know, scorpions are prevalent out there, but their venom is literally. $36 million a gallon. Okay, now let's wow. talk about, let's get back to cannabis for a second. Just let you know, um, you know, a gallon of water might cost you a buck in the store. <laughs> okay, a gallon of scorpion, scorpion venom might cost you $39 million or $36 wow. million or whatever the going price is. Okay, well, you know, with cannabinoids, you can buy like a gallon of, of uh, you know, of uh, CBD. You know, right now for literally... A gallon of CBD, a good quality CBD, I can get a gallon of it for $1,400 max. Okay, a gallon of CBD right now. Um, high quality, good CBD. Uh, very expensive cannabinoids like, uh, let's say, um, CBN, which might go for $8 a gram. Yeah, a gallon of that might cost you $36,000. But when you get into terpenes, it's a whole other story. I mean, terpenes literally can range anywhere from, um, I would say that in general, if we're looking at cannabis strain specific terpenes, like real medical grade cannabis um, specific terpenes, the average kilo price to really pull the right terpenes out of Blue Dream or the right terpenes out of, out of Runts the proper way, literally would cost about $925,000 per gallon. Wow, okay. that's a lot of so, money. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. And there's specific so, specific terpenes out there that cost literally $40,000 a gram. Okay, which wow. would make which would make it, you know, $65,000 plus, you know. I mean $65 million plus, you know, for for a gallon. I mean, it's just crazy money, you know, can be spent on terpenes, all right? Because terpenes are very important powerful substances okay so understand there's value there but you guys mm -hmm. wanted to know specifically about uh, about um the biomedical like growing of terpenes which you're doing right now right yeah um, in fact right now we are growing terpenes from an oily type of yeast which is phenomenal phenomenal work um you're one of two groups out there right now with the ip all right, literally, okay, the patented IP, um, to grow true 100% pure terpenes 
and or pure isolated cannabinoids from specific strains of oily yeast using enzymes that your scientists have optimized to you know to do the job um i know you guys are joint venture partners in it you own half the company and it's really amazing that that work can be done because with a little bit of sugar and a little bit of heat and a little bit of time i.e a week to two you can grow a vat whether it be a five gallon vat or a 55 gallon vat or a 400 gallon vat you can grow that amount of pure terpenes for maybe 10 to 15 dollars wow that's incredible and you know the impact on the environment i mean yeah, you guys have many many examples this. of that what one would you like to talk about i think we should talk about the yew trees the terpene that comes from the yew trees and how many yew trees are cut down each year you know we don't want to cut down trees trees breathe life into our earth you know we don't want to cut them down so we had to figure out a way to extract this terpene but without cutting down all these yew trees well that's a great example all right the pacific yew tree um there's a lot of them but three million pacific yew trees were being sacrificed a year to make one pharmaceutical that fought cancer okay now that's important fighting cancer i mean if you have cancer a member of your family has cancer and um your oncologist tells you that this pharmaceutical is going to help you then you're not staying up at night crying about a tree getting cut, cut down you're knowing this is important for your body however there is still an environmental impact from that and that's very true okay so you know talking about the pacific yew tree specifically we cut down this entire tree all right to get out one simple terpene all right that's the entire tree is sacrificed for one single terpene all right and we don't get that much out of an entire tree okay it's called paclitaxel paclitaxel is a terpene that you've probably never heard of unless you're in the business like you guys are um you know the average person out there hasn't heard of paclitaxel but it is the um really it, it's the substance called uh, taxel which is one of the leading cancer drugs and has been since the beginning of cancer treatment um and you know that paclitaxel is the the backbone of the entire drug i mean it's basically that is the drug in that particular case uh what people don't realize is that most of the pharmaceuticals i mean most by over 50 percent of the pharmaceuticals uh whether they be otcs or prescription drugs are actually um, based on plants and a lot of them are terpene oriented oh right wow. like um antibiotics those were sure, initially of plants and plant funguses based. and yeah i mean different fungus fungi and and and, and plant-based things yes of course right. um you know then we take the plant and we bring it in the laboratory and screw it all up yeah, so that we can patent it making drugs. <laughs> yes. and then have it less effective than it would have been in nature and here we go off to the races uh big pharma you know like fleecing and ripping you off and believe me i'm not against big pharma when i was a kid i was wildcatting pharmaceuticals right. for big pharma um i you know i had three but literal drugs why, introduced to the world that was based on my stuff in the lab this comes full circle because all of the products that 
and understanding terpenes and things that we're creating today, it's because of how you've seen the market go, how you've seen the medical market go with products, and you don't want that. So these products that you've helped develop and bring to the field now are so back to basics, back to the plant. Let's well, get back to the plant. And that's what's important. I mean, to use Getting the plant back to nature. in as less uh, stressed manner as possible. Yeah, but you had a good point. You know, growing pure terpenes is great for medical research. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that we are able to do that out of yeast. You know, the average person that isn't a medical researcher, Ari, they think that 99.4 or 99.6 or even 99.9 is great. All right. And so, in other words, we could get a, a um, CBD isolate right now, which is basically none of the full spectrum. You know, you know that. Um, and everybody out there listening, I hope, knows that. Um, an isolate is just the CBD itself. We could get a, a powdered isolate that would be, let's say, 99.4, 99.6, 99.9% pure. And the average person would think that's pretty pure. Right? The medical researcher, on the other hand, understands that that 0.1% or 0.6 <laughs> that isn't in the 99 point whatever, okay, can really confound and screw up <laughs> the results of an experiment quite a lot, okay? And if we don't account for something 100%, we don't really know 100% it's working, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be something in that residual could be vexing the whole thing and knocking it off, or it could be enhancing the whole thing and making it better. So it's hard. If we're going to study CBD, we need to study it literally as a 100% pure substance. If we want to study uh, paclitaxel, it needs to be 100% pure. Because once you start introducing other things into the equation, other impurities, okay, or other substances that haven't been accounted for, you can change the results of, of, of research. So what you guys are doing... Believe it or not, I know you don't think about it on a daily basis, but what you're doing really is super accelerating medical research in in all areas by having these substances available at an affordable cost that are 100% pure and can be delivered and scaled to any level necessary. Okay, to get Paclitaxel out of your lab, you just need a couple weeks and you could do deliver the equivalent of three million u trees okay and that's really wonderful that just at, gave me goosebumps at a fraction of the course mm-hmm. so again we talked about some terpenes being out there at forty thousand dollars a gram medical research university research out there can't afford that all right they can't afford to buy a thousand grams of something that costs forty thousand dollars Okay, you can't do it. That's $400 million. All right, nobody has that kind of grant money. So therefore, a substance which is believed on the chalkboard, all right, and in people's equations to be perhaps one of the most important plant products in the, in the fight against cancer can't be studied because it's too unavailable and too expensive. Well, in the mm-hmm. future, as you grow it yeah. for ten It'll or fifteen dollars a kilo, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> yeah, a liter of oil, you'll be able to literally give it to universities. 
literally Absolutely. give it to universities and you will and now that and now in and of itself can truly literally change the world yeah. because all of a sudden new treatments may spring forth now that's not a, 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 a cannabis oriented terpene all right but there are powerful cancer oriented terpenes um, I know you're going to come up with an example of somebody who was helped <laughs> with, with, with cannabis-oriented terpenes. Oh, yes. we have a great example of our <laughs> friend Tyler, Tyler Watts. Yes, Tyler Watts was, um, he had a bad infection in his neck, and it just got worse and worse instead of better. And some of the treatment protocols that they sent him home with, it just made it more unbearable. And he was at the stage in his life where he was saying goodbye to some of his people that he worked with because doctors had given up on him. To understand Tyler's transformation and, you know, to realize he was the most compliant patient when he tried CBD as his alternative, and it was a formula that our company, you know, created for him with Chuck's guidance, Chuck Science guidance, <laughs> it was just amazing. You gave him uh, two liquids. Yeah, what one literally was for oral ingestion, <clears throat> systemic use. You know, you swallow it, which was a true nano CBD. Don't get me. Mm -hmm. Don't get me going on the conversation of everybody who's calling their products nano out there when it's not. Yes. Um, don't get me on that conversation because it makes me crazy. We need to have you um, back. That's again a whole another podcast with people using the word nano crazy. That would be like saying, you know, Chuck Science in his, uh, you know, in his other life is a Chippendale dancer. No, I'm not a Chippendale dancer. I'm a scientist. Okay, I'm not going to profess to be something I'm not. Well, literally. All these branders are out there professing to have nano. They don't. Real nano does amazing things systemically. But the other product was basically uh, a terpene liquid. And Tyler's story, as you know, wasn't just a, a raging infection. He was diagnosed, diagnosed with skin with cancer. cancer. And it was supposed to be a simple operation to take off the skin cancer. It was melanoma. It wasn't a basal cell cancer. So it was serious. But, you know, melanoma is treated successfully every day all over the country. Um, and, you know, what happened was he just didn't heal. Okay. And over a short period of time, like a month, he went from having a melanoma operation, simple on his neck, you know, taking off like literally a quarter inch of, of um, you know, melanoma. Uh, to stage four um, cancer that was uh, melanoma, went into his lymph, went into his lungs, and a raging infection that you could literally put a baseball into the side of his head. It was right down to the bone that the doctors had given up on him and, and basically told him, you know, Tyler, go home, get your affairs in order. Uh, you know, hopefully you had a good life. And there's nothing more we can do. No drugs, no operations, <clears throat> no anything. There's no voodoo, there's no pharmaceuticals, there's no anything that's going to help you. Um, go home and take care of the last little while you have left. Um, pretty sad story, really. Until you pour terpenes into it. All right, you know the result. How many days was it until that? Now, you guys out there at home, take a guess, okay? Now, imagine this. A, an infection at the base of your brain the size of a baseball. 
<clears throat> all right, that the doctor said we can't cure. All right, you have days left to live before this kills you. This is um, like right behind your ear. Okay, now imagine. Now I'm going to say something to you. All right, even with the most effective medicine in the world, how long do you think that would take to heal over so that it it doesn't look like even a, a cut anymore? All right, you would say months. Yeah, I would think. Okay, at least pouring terpenes directly into that cut—not any old terpenes, but the right terpenes that speed wound healing. You guys know, and Kyler will come on in a future broadcast and describe this story to all your listeners. Uh, you know, this is a real deal. How many days did it take him to completely heal that over? Five. Five. Five days. Can you imagine that? That is that, like magic. It right. accelerated his healing process. Right. And that's what terpenes do. They accelerate things incredibly fast, but they also steer. Okay? It's one of the few things out there that can both accelerate and steer. Your car, okay, the steering wheel does not have anything to do with how fast you're going. And the accelerator has nothing to do <laughs> with what direction you go into. They're independent processes, okay? Mm -hmm. And in most, of, in most of life, in nature, and in most of uh, mechanical engineering and machines, steering and directionality is very independent of acceleration or speed, okay? In the case of terpenes, they're both accelerants or retardants. They can slow things up or speed things up. And they also create directionality by targeting specific areas of your brain that those terpenes are especially, um, you know, at home in. Okay? Uh -huh. Do you understand that? So it lights up certain spots in my brain mm -hmm. when I smell them. Right. Now, you're wearing a, a, a Ming right now, which is a, a nose ring that is infused with terpenes. So that's going directly into your nose, all right, directly onto your, um, you know, optic, I mean, your uh, olfactory nerve and directly into your olfactory lobe to be relayed to the proper place for that specific terpene, all right? So depending on the terpene you have on that, it's going to a specific area of your brain. Well, I'm wearing the Eve terpenes, and as we all know, <laughs> the Eve terpenes must be lighting up the horny parts of my brain. <laughs> well, so. in, in, in a layperson's perspective, yes. <laughs> okay, it's increasing libido and sexual function for a female, those specific terpenes. All right, they're not going to light up the same area of the brain in a male as they will in, in a female. Okay, which is really amazing. They're not going to light up the same area of the brain that if you were battling tobacco addiction and you were using like terpenes to battle that, or if you were battling being hungry too much or being unhappy. Yeah, all those areas are different. different. Yeah, yeah, they all light up different areas. So there's your directionality. Okay. Theninglife.com. <laughs> well, the Ning is a great product. I mean, understand it. it it's a totally pure terpene product it's just a simple um you know a simple heavy duty non-allergenic plastic you know like a medical grade plastic that 
forms a little horseshoe like a nose ring yep. and you just pop it in your nose and since it's infused with specific terpenes for hours you get the effects of those terpenes i mean the number like, of people who pop it in for a headache oh yeah for pain yeah you, you, pain. you had your your partner with delta king on um a couple weeks ago ron yeah okay ron told me two days ago he said you know i was under a lot of stress uh you know things were really hitting me the other day the dreaded headache started coming to me and i knew i might lose six or eight hours because of that headache he said one of the girls gave me the pain thing i thought it was crazy i popped it in he said two minutes later the headache was gone <laughs> i actually right. remember that i remember him saying he had a headache and then it was like actually only a minute later when he said i i don't even feel a headache anymore it was incredible i mean awesome. but that's the, that light up a joint <laughs> that's like my, my favorite is zapatite you put the ning in and it helps zap your appetite what it does is it sends a message to your hypothalamus telling you you're full that means you don't want to eat anymore well it sends a to be more specific for everybody out there you're right shah but it sends a message to your ventromedial hypothalamus, which is a, a part of your hypothalamus, which is the gateway. Yeah, which is responsible <laughs> for saying you're not hungry, you're not hungry, you're not hungry, you're not hungry, and you're then your hungry. appetite shuts down. There's another part of the hypothalamus called the lateral hypothalamus. That one's gonna say you're hungry. That's you're gonna hungry. say you're hungry, you're hungry, you're hungry. You're hungry. So some people smoke um, marijuana cannabis and they get really hungry you know that it's called the munchies i should probably pop one in before i get the munchies in here smoking this well the, yeah. the munchies are real yeah okay a lot of people think it's an urban legend but it's not it's real physiology the munchies are real and we know exactly why they're caused etc but believe it or not what trumps the munchies is activating the ventral medial hypothalamus and you'll never feel hungry again so rather than choosing a um, strain of terpenes that will target the ventral medial hypothalamus. Guess what? None of them do. They most of them target the lateral or neither. Oh. <laughs> okay, so there are none to talk. So you need appetite in your life. So if you just hey. were to pop that little ning in your nose while you smoked, you would not get hungry. You would get you know non-hungry. You would feel full. You would reach um, you know the the point in your in your day where you're just not hungry anymore. And it's it's a great thing. Theninglife.com Well, you know, again, that was the basis of Sensa, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Sensa was a great it. product that you just, like Ari said earlier, just shake it on your food. And the more you bring your food up to your nose, the more you're inhaling the terpene, even if you don't physically realize that there's a scent to it. And Even if it looks like chocolate flakes. Well, yeah, you can. You, I mean, we had things that that tasted like chocolate, like strawberry, like southwestern spice, like ranch ranch dressing, like um, cheddar cheese or or blue cheese. Um, you know, and you you sprinkle those onto your foods. And when you sprinkle them onto your foods, the more you put it up to your nose the more that would enter your brain. And after six to eight minutes, you would just say, I'm not hungry anymore. And you remember, Shah, when, um, you know, all this started with a big episode on, on uh, Dateline, I think it was. Um, it was on Dateline. Storm Phillips. Or, yeah, Storm Phillips on Dateline. They did a, a story on this. The original plan was to show, to debunk the fact that, um, you know, this product that nobody understood 
um, would eliminate weight, you know, would eliminate excess weight. This was one of your first terpene products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, back then, when they did the episode for, um, for Dateline, they didn't even, we didn't even have a name. We were calling them, quote unquote, Tastins. <laughs> um, you know, you should look it up on YouTube, guys out there. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. Um, it, it, it was awesome. All right. You know, they, they took, they went and said, hey, the fattest city in America, the most overweight city in America, the city that's in worse shape is Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, so we're going to go down to Houston and we're going to follow like a group of 12 people around. And those people every day have to use these tastings on their food. And everybody laughed and said, that's just stupid. Um, you can eat anything you want. You don't have to exercise. Just sprinkling this on your food is going to uh, make you lose weight over time. And lo and behold, um, basically they followed these people around for up to six months. And they found over six months, the average person lost um, over 32.8 pounds. Okay, just sprinkling this on their food. And you know, Fox News did a thing on one of your products years ago that was called Crystal Thin. That's right. Which were those exact same tastings, right? Yeah, we rebranded. And and you know what? It was called Deals or Dud, I think, right? Yeah. Tell everybody about it. Um, So this was one of our products called Crystal Thin, but we ended up having local women from the radio station and host uh, Eric Seidel so they, these were ladies that wrote in, and they really wanted to lose weight. And we said we had a product, so here's the product, and this is how. We did video with them before and during, and of, of course they appeared on the segment. But these ladies said immediately after deal or dud, they said deal, because it really worked. And the thing was, they had tried it on their family members. Of course they tried it themselves, but the one lady who I think of in particular, she tried it on her husband. And she said every day he would come home from work with a ravaging appetite and just go to the refrigerator and just eat whatever's in sight. Well, she had dinner ready and she sprinkled some on his dinner and he just couldn't even finish his plate. And he ended up apologizing to say like, honey, like, I don't know what's wrong, but you know, I was really hungry, but I just can't finish my plate. <laughs> and that's so how up. she knew it, it for her it was like another confirmation that it worked. And I don't know if you remember. And those are like real stories. Those are real stories. Yeah, but two of the ladies during the month they did this for a straight month, mm-hmm. four weeks. Two of the ladies lost five pounds in the month, mm-hmm. and two of the ladies lost eight pounds. Yeah. All right. That's pretty awesome. I remember <laughs> when you think about it. The, uh, you know, one month donut. they didn't change anything. They didn't take a stimulant. They didn't take an appetite suppressant. They didn't exercise harder. They didn't watch the kind of foods they ate. They just sprinkled it on. Didn't matter. Sprinkle it on your ice cream. Sprinkle it on your donut. Spr- anything you want to eat, just eat it. Just sprinkle this on it. Mm-hmm. And what it was doing was creating portion control. Mm-hmm. All right, you just weren't hungry anymore, so you stopped eating. And and the best way to lose weight is portion control. So terpenes again accelerated the weight loss process but also steered the process by activating the ventral medial hypothalamus of the people's brain so terpenes are very unique in nature because there's not a lot of things that are that effective i mean believe it or not even things like you could say well morphine's super effective Mm, i'm gonna say no okay that literally the research behind morphine shows that it works super well on a third of the people. Like it really hits you. The pain, you know, your pain receptors, and, and it's just really good for you. Another third 
it works pretty well because they think it's going to work. It's morphine. It's supposed uh. to work. <laughs> All right. The placebo effect, ladies and gentlemen out there, is real. Okay. Literally, a third of the people that get effects from morphine don't really get them physiologically. And then a third of the people, like one being me, gets no effect out of morphine whatsoever. No analgesic effect. No anything. You could inject morphine in me all day and night long and my behavior changes very little. A third of the people get no effects from morphine. A third get pretty good effects because they think they're supposed to be feeling analgesia. And the other third it works really well on. Terpenes are way more effective. The worst terpene I have ever found is 65% effective in lighting up the area of the brain that it's targeted at. And believe me, again, we've been doing this since 1998. I've done thousands of hours of, of, of PET scans originally and then functional MRIs. And in today's world, even more sophisticated ways of, of imaging things that are going on, you know, in your brain. Um, it's really exciting stuff. I mean, we know what areas of the brain are supposed to light up with different terpene combinations. So we can excite and tickle the happy area. Or in your particular case, Ari right now the i want to get <laughs> down and chill baby you know terpenes and chill you know that's what you want to do right terpenes, terpenes and, chill and chill right now so you pop the even i see you got a megan what are you having burn burn okay i know right now you're trying to um define you know, obviously you're very low body fat and a lot of muscle. You're trying to define your body right now. So you're trying to burn off subcutaneous fat. With burn, you will burn literally anywhere between, I would say, uh, I mean, honestly, 18 and 40% uh, more calories. So you could, if you went out and did a run that, that took you quite a while and you got 1,000 calories burned, you might burn up to 1,400 calories with that, with that nigging. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. Same amount of Double work, up. same amount of effort, but mm -hmm. a lot more results. Again, mm -hmm. accelerating the Accelerate. process that's of burning. What it's all about. Now, mm -hmm. if you put in a different ning, like for happy, you wouldn't burn any more any more calories. Mm -mm. The, those terpenes are directed to certain areas of your brain, it's or in this particular case, yeah. your nervous system. It speeds up, um, you know, a certain um, you know cranial nerve in your body that goes out and talks to. Uh, you know, your peripheral nerves to actually burn more, um, you know, to get more excitation and, and utilize more fuel. I mean, it's real science. This isn't some mumbo jumbo crap. We know why it works. <laughs> All right. Most of them are specific to the brain. The terpenes and Ning, though, run out to your entire body. Right. So terpenes are very versatile. They do a lot of different things. We even have all of our canna-terpenes, canna-nings, right. So when you're smoking cannabis, you don't want all of your terpenes to just burn up and disappear when you take your next hit, right? True. So pop a little canna-ning in your nose. A little blue dream canna-ning. Well, I mean, the one you should be popping in if you're going to, if you're, you know, is the one that's specific to what you're trying to do, all right? So if you want to relax and chill, yeah, you can put a, a nice blue dream in. Or you can do our chill, you know, functional terpenes, which mm -hmm. don't have anything to do with the cannabis strains, but they deal with the specific cannabis terpenes. So in a sense, we create our own strain 
all right, you know, within the Ning environment called Shell. Yes. You know, and it's got things like, uh, you know, Neuronidol and different things in there that are specific terpenes that are going to target uh, specific areas in your brain to relax you. If you wanted to lose weight, you try you try Durban Poison, or you would do one, you know, you would do the mint flavored one that is called Zapatite, or in your particular case, the burn one. Mm-hmm. I like the chill one. I feel like chill would be good for a lot of cannabis users who get feeling, who start feeling paranoid. Or, Absolutely. You know, have Absolutely. negative like side effects like that. There, there's no excuse for saying I don't want to smoke can. I mean, if you don't want to smoke cannabis, that's your personal prerogative. I don't particularly understand that in today's world why you wouldn't want to smoke it, um, except for, you know, what makes me paranoid. Nobody likes to be paranoid. There's no excuse for that though in today's world because popping in the right terpenes into your nose while you're smoking will create euphoria out of paranoia it's just redirecting <laughs> right. the so energy the towards a different will, area of your brain will calm you out yeah. while you can still enjoy the effects of your cannabis just like you can say well being paranoid you know when i when i smoke i gotta eat a bag of potato chips and a gallon of ice cream and a hot fudge sundae and you know like i get these munchies and again the munchies are real but there's no excuse for them in today's world because all you have to do is pop the ning in and as you smoke, you're actually going to get appetite suppression yeah. as compared to appetite, you know, like and excitation. You're not popping anything. You're not popping a pill. It's just you're just putting this little thing on your nose. And you could it in. put that in it's an so infant's nose. Put it under literally. your mask. Go out. Literally. You <laughs> could, yeah, put it under your mask. In Go today's out. world... The Ning is a great product because it goes under your mask, yeah. you know, but the Ning is just really a simple way of, of, of providing nature's terpenes to your body. Yes. It's through inhalation because we, you know, as, as you've indicated, but we really haven't talked about it. When you light a terpene up, it doesn't do so much. <laughs> All right. Terpenes are great in ambient temperature. All right. But they're very fragile. Um, All right. Give me something that's fragile. Glass. All right, glass. Shot? Glass. <laughs> well, it doesn't shock me that when I ask Arisha a question, <laughs> whether it be Ari or Shot, I get the same answer. <laughs> that happens like 98% of the time. All right. <laughs> Without even trying. But you're right. Glass is very fragile. If you drop glass on the floor, it breaks. Okay. Um, do you have a dab? Yeah, I have Kit my... right there. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, super. You've got your nice little dab thing going on there. Um, what happens when you... What's the first thing you do when you start a dab? Well, first, I light up my torch, and I heat up the nail until it's a little bit red on the bottom, and then I put in my dab. Okay. Would would you consider a little bit red at there? But on the scale of cold to damn hot, <laughs> what's the red? In glass. I would damn say it's damn hot, hot right? <laughs> you don't want to stick your tongue on it. No. Okay? So that's damn hot, but the glass didn't crack, did it? No. All right? It didn't melt, did it? It no. didn't change shape, did it? No. no. Glass, although it's very fragile, okay, it's not as fragile as terpenes. Because guess what? When you heat terpenes up, they go away. They burn off. They get destroyed. So terpenes are way more fragile than glass. Just like you guys work out. I know you work out hard. 
Um, and it's evident from the way you look. And, you know, people, people look the way they behave. You guys work out hard. You watch what you eat. You look great. Thank you. Right? Thanks. Thank you. I mean, that's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. You guys we do like pro- taking care of ourselves. You guys do yeah. protein shakes? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. All right. Um, for all you people out there in the gym, you know, like, like Arisha, close your ears for this one because you're not going to want to hear this. Use protein shakes. Go look at the side of your protein container. I almost guarantee, because you're probably at 99 out of 100 people take whey protein, you know, versus, uh, you know, other type of proteins now. Um, But, you know, whey protein on the side, you always see something that says triple filtered whey, right? You see it on your protein, triple filtered whey. So what do you think? When you see that, what do you think? It's passed through a filter three times and must be super clean and pure. Ah, doesn't that sound good? Triple (laughs) filtered way. That's way better than single filtered. I don't want any of that crappy single filtered way. That's even better than double filtered. (laughs) Absolutely. We got the best. We got triple filtered way. You know what it really means? It really means that during, when creating that protein, they've heated it up. Once protein gets above 140 degrees, it begins to unfold. It's called denaturing, all right, scientifically. But what it means is it's being destroyed. (laughs) A lot of the good components to that protein, which you really need in your body intact, are being destroyed. And guess what happens to them? They become um, like dead bodies laying around the protein. So you have to filter it. You only filter it once because you can't get them all out. You got to filter it a second time. And then you got to filter it a third time. Well, what you filtered out is a majority of the good stuff that isn't alive anymore because you heated it too much. Okay? Would you rather do that or, for instance, mother's milk? Mother's milk. Mother's milk doesn't get heated above 140 degrees. Okay, mother's milk is called native whey. And there's a reason it's called native whey because it's the most native, you know, nourishment you can get. All right, all those important constituents of protein, the full spectrum of protein is available. When you heat it up above 140 degrees, it breaks down, unfolds, gets destroyed and you're left with crappy protein (laughs) which you're taking but you think it's good because that protein company told you it's triple filtered man that must that must cost some serious money to do well guess what what are we heating terpenes at terpenes are way more fragile in nature than protein what do we heat terpenes up when we vape Uh, at least 300 Mm -hmm. sometimes 50 degrees yeah i mean a a low temperature vape might be 300 i mean there's some vape you know that that you know they have those gigantic things that you know they they look like generators or something that they're carrying around (laughs) in a backpack and pulling out to smoke um you know those things are burning pretty high but just lighting a flame uh you know and combusting uh, whether it be tobacco or, or marijuana or hemp, when you combust it, you may be combusting it between 1,000 and 2,000 degrees. 
Okay, so those terpenes, if they're not going to survive <laughs> 140 degrees, they're not going to survive that much. Now, there's a lot of research saying, oh, this terpene survives at 200 or this terpene. You know what? Yeah, it can survive, but it doesn't do its job any longer. If we use that terpene to light up an area of the brain, lo and behold, it doesn't light up anything. And we know that from work. I mean, from real science. So, you know, you got to treat terpenes with kid gloves. They're right. extraordinarily fragile. Way more fragile than protein. Way more fragile than glass. All right? You cannot heat these things up and have them do their job. So, therefore, the best way of ingesting them is either to scent them in, amb in ambient temperatures, to ingest them, because there's a lot of terpenes that are great when you ingest them, or to use them topically, let them absorb into your body. All right, three great ways of using terpenes, three ways of doing different things with terpenes. But the worst way to try and get terpenes is the way everybody thinks they should be getting it, which is in smoking cannabis. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is what, it's like you've debunked the whole fact right there because we even didn't know. We didn't. I mean, I'm so used to seeing in dispensaries how many milligrams of terpenes are in each strain, in the pre-rolls, in even like the diamond dab sauce. And that, those are always their selling points. Well, again, you guys know a lot of dispensary owners. Right. All right. Um, were they or were they not six, eight, ten years ago, majority of these guys, were they doing something illegal six, eight, ten years ago? <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> there are not many guys running a dispensary that are scientists. They're not scientists. Okay. <laughs> um, and even the people that they hire for marketing, you know, they got great haircuts mm -hmm. and their socks may be really colorful and cool. Okay? They're still not <laughs> scientists. Know, and they may have an MBA, but they don't know squat about squat. I mean, all you got to do is sit down and talk to them for five seconds to realize these guys are way over their head and, you know, they don't know what they should know to be doing what they're doing, okay? Um, and so the, the amount of information out there that is poor, that's hitting people, is astronomical. I mean, a majority of what you read is, is really tainted out there because people don't know. They're not... Some, most people aren't trying to actively trick everybody out there. They're just no. saying dumb stuff that they don't realize is dumb <laughs> because no one ever told them the truth <laughs> to begin with. They're repeating dumb stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're repeating what they, what they heard, and we're here to educate people. Right. You no, you, Arisha you is not facts. a parrot. I can guarantee you that. Arisha questions everything. I mean, if, if you guys saw us in the lab, you would know. I'll say something and then Arisha will question it over and over and over again until they understand it. They're not just accepting what I say. They need to understand it. And that is the mark of quality thinking. And I wish other people in cannabis would have it. And then you wouldn't be hearing ridiculous things out there like, oh, you know, we have a, a full spectrum isolate product. I'm like, what the hell is a full spectrum isolate product? That's an oxymoron. Yet a majority, I mean, you go out and look at a majority of brands that are selling product right now, I mean, I'm talking about over 50%. You will see some, on their front page, you will see some oxymoron like that, like a full spectrum isolate. Like you can't be in two places at once. You can't whisper and shout. You can't be an isolate and have everything else in it. It's physically impossible. Right. 
All right, but there's so many things like that, or or calling something nano with a particle size of you know of, of 800 uh, nanometers or bigger. I mean, it's just absurdity. It's stupid. There's an oxymoron on a majority of front pages of sites, and don't go look at the big sites like oh my God, Charlotte's Web or Hemp Bombs or any of those. I mean, the amount of ridiculous information on those sites. It's it's almost like uh, a Three Stooges comedy, you know, when you, you know, I can just <laughs> see that happening. I mean, it's horrible. But what I appreciate about you guys and other people like you and people who you work closely with, you care about questioning the premises of things. You want to learn and you want to go out and educate. So do too, right? Yes. So do too. Mm -hmm. See one, do one, teach one. Yeah, you never become an expert until you teach someone what you know. I mean, you can see it. You're not an expert. You may recognize it by seeing it. If you do it, you begin to understand it. But you're still not an expert. You become an expert by teaching. Okay? Every medical school in America, first day in there, I mean, again, it's, it's blistered into my brain. Every first day in medical school, everybody learns to do things. You know, see one, do one, teach one. You are not an expert until you reach your residency and you can start to teach other residents and interns um, and, and, you know, medical school personnel how to do a particular thing. Then you're an expert. So what this field needs is more guys like you who are into seduto. You know, you're into seeing it, you know, doing it so that you understand it and then teaching others. So this podcast is what's really creating your true expertise in this field. Mm -hmm. So, you know, applause, hats off to you, because not <laughs> a lot of people want to put in that amount of work. They want to have a cannabis company without understanding cannabis. They want to have a cannabis company without knowing the science behind it. They want to have a cannabis company without educating people, but somehow they call themselves experts. <laughs> no. 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 You have to educate. You have to share what you know. You have to share your knowledge. and That's why you need the everyone. real science here. That's why you need the real science, the real facts, and to understand what's really going on. We don't want to repeat what everyone else is saying. We're here to educate, to bring you the weekly cannabis knowledge, the facts, because this is what we love doing. We love teaching and really helping you become better. And this is episode six, so we invite you to listen to our other replays. Thank you so much once again. Thank you so much. And thank you so much, Chuck Science, for joining us on our podcast today. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Now, back by popular demand cannabis. First name medical, medical cannabis. With the whole new look, new taste, new reaction, resulting in different satisfaction. Like the older, new, very attractive, cannabidiol, not psychoactive. Meaning no high sensation, which is the key to the legalization. Bringing to the light by world-renowned scientists the healthy side of cannabis. Terpenes triggering scent, positively changing your mind and body in an instant. Sophisticated chemicals dancing in unison, blended, splendid, perfect, relieving physical and mental pain. Badass cannabis is the name.
tracks and new releases. CBD is known to help major diseases like multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, a remedy for epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, anxiety, depression, fact not fiction. CBD has also been linked to the treatment of cancer. Now that's big time major, wow. What a medical breakthrough. And the list continues. High blood pressure, diabetes, mental disorder like schizophrenia. It even helps acne. Believe it or not, CBD is the healing that just won't stop. And staying on the front line, badass cannabis one time. Come on. Watching it spread to other organs. You know, all this is just terrifying. The doctors tried everything but failed, then gave up, kind of alone, staring at the end. How would my family grow without me? In that darkness, nature shined its light. The month of hemp, healing, I was cancer free, and I blame it all on. 